Well, hey there, folks. Before we get into today's episode, huge announcement. It's the return of Cybefest Northwest, the unofficial Transformers convention in the Pacific Northwest by the fans for the fans. We are beyond thrilled to announce that this year will be the 10th, yes, 10th annual Cybefest Northwest convention. Cybefest Northwest 2023 will be held Saturday, July 8th, at the Kent Commons Community Center in lovely Kent, Washington. Washington State, folks, not, not the D.C. Uh, registration for vendors, sponsors, and attendees will open on February 3rd, 2023. Check out our press release at our website, sidefestnw.com. We are so thankful to the Pacific Northwest Transformers fan community for making Sidefest Northwest what it is, and we know that this year will be the best one ever. Stay tuned to Mike Seibert Radio for further updates and details about this year's activities. It's going to get rowdy. It's going to get fun. And it, and if you want it's to join us, weird. it's going to get real weird real quick. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And back on Friday, January 13th, Friday the 13th, I hosted a live stream on my YouTube channel with the one and only Patriot Prime, Jason Morgan, the host of Patriot Prime Reviews. He does various Transformers and product reviews for adult collectors on YouTube. He's a dad. He's an Army combat vet, having served during Operation Iraqi Freedom from 2003 to 2005. He's been a Transformers fan since 1984 after picking up issue three of the Marvel comic series and was nicknamed Patriot Prime because of the tattoo of Optimus Prime waving an American flag on his arm. We had a terrific conversation talking about the origin story of his channel and the challenges he's encountered by being a Transformers fan who wears his patriotism literally on his arm, including an unfortunate case of mistaken identity with a conservative scam website. Plus, we go through the Transformers fandom ask questions as we get to know each other a little better. And I think you'll be surprised by several of his answers because I know I was. Now, if you'd like to check out our entire conversation, unedited and unfiltered as it happened live, you can go and watch the video out on my YouTube channel, which includes the live chat embedded as well. We had some really cool folks drop into the chat, including Rodimus Primal, Raziel Kane, and others. It was a ton of fun. So, without any further ado, let's get into the podcast, and I would like to welcome to Mike Cybert Radio, Jason Morgan, a.k.a. Patriot Prime. Hey, man, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm looking forward to this because usually I'm the guy that's interviewing people. So now I don't have to worry about the controls and coming up with the questions. I'm going to sit back, relax, and let you just open fire. So um, so right off the bat, before we get any further, 
I want to take the time and thank you for your service. Um, I appreciate it. It's, it's because of folks like you and the men and women in our armed services that let assholes like me have the freedom to do stuff like this. So I didn't want any more time to pass by before uh, taking the opportunity um, uh, to say thank you. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know a whole lot of combat veterans that are Transformers YouTubers. So I think you kind of occupy a, a unique corner of what can occasionally be a pretty crowded space. Like uh, toy reviews is a crowded space on YouTube and Transformers toys reviews can be a, a crowded space as well. Um, and some of the things that we're going to talk about is as we uh, get to know each other and my audience gets to know you is what sets you apart um, how you kind of stand out in in that space, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let's let's start with tell us a little bit about your channel, and then from there let's get into the origin story of Patriot Prime because it's it it's a it's a cool story. I'm eager to share it. But every podcast is somebody's first podcast, and there's probably a lot of folks that are meeting you for the first time. Uh, who is Patriot Prime and what is Patriot Prime Reviews? Well, I am uh, from a small town, Ronsevert, West Virginia. I actually live there right now. And a lot of people miss it. You know, got that West Virginia conception that uh, how we are. But no, there's no wrong turn relations in this family anyway whatsoever. And deliverance, I believe, took place in Kentucky. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So grew up here, uh, went off to serve in the military, a U.S. Army veteran. Mm -hmm. After Iraq, I came back home and I bought my grandfather's old place. So I am now living where I kind of grew up and hung out in this small town. And it's a nice, it's one of those small towns where I'm in a rural area and you're like five miles up the road. That's where I've got Walmart and all your fast food places and more or less the coolest small town in West Virginia that was voted a few years back. Uh, there's a luxury resort that I used to work at that we'll get into momentarily. So it's like I'm in the middle of nowhere, but not. So okay. I, I don't have that city life and I'm not really into that whole farm area either. I've got a nice area where I live. It's great where my kids growing up and yeah, it's it, it's home. I mean, out of all my siblings, I'm the only one that stayed here. I got a sister that went to North Carolina, brother that moved to Ohio, and I decided to stay home. Now, I've talked about this extensively on this show, but one of my favorite things about Transformers is that there are so many iterations and so many jumping on points for new fans. But for fans of a certain age, it all begins in 1984. Of course, I'm a G1-er. I was sure. there. I was there when it was first created. Back <laughs> in the day. But growing up, man, I, I had all the figures some way or another, I remember having a couple He-Man figures. I remember having the G.I. Joe Mobat tank. Uh, and uh, then when transforming robots came, I've always been a big robot fan. I've just been into robots as long as I can remember. And I still remember going into a department store, maybe a Roses or a Hills with my grandfather, and GoBots were all lined up. And the sure. first transforming figure I ever bought was the GoBot Screwhead. Remember he turned into a drill tank? Every toy line had a drill tank in the 80s. Yeah. And so I had that. And then all these multiple figures started coming out. And with my meager $5 a week allowance, I would get a little figure here and there. 
And it wasn't until we went to a, they were just popping up video rental stores, went to one in our local mall and they were playing the uh, ultimate doom. They had this little kid area where you could sit and they had something play. And I'm watching that going, what is that? Because where I lived, okay, I live in my grandfather's house who's that's in town. He got WGN. He had cable. Where I lived, we had an antenna that we turned a dial on top of the TV. And if it was raining, you got to pick up certain channels. The only cartoon I was able to watch was Saturday morning cartoons and He-Man in the afternoon. I never saw Transformers. That was cable. So we rented Ultimate Doom, and I immediately fell in love with those characters. And then... Well, I'm going to backtrack a little further. Sure. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't, I'm getting ahead of myself because my first experience with Transformers, that, that was the show. But the very first time I ever saw them was Marvel Comics issue number three. Oh, I, yeah. We're going into the drugstore with my dad. He was getting some medication. He said, pick out a comic, you know, or 50 cents back then, 50 cents, 75. I'm like, 75 is hanging on the wall. <laughs> and uh, I remember grabbing that because of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It was just Spider-Man webbing up this robot. And I took that thing home and I read it over and over again. Like I said, this is issue three. I have no idea who these characters are, where they came from, but I wanted to know more. And I think it was like a week or two later. That's when I saw the video cassette. That's like, cause the animation style, of course, was different in Marvel Comics. And of course, grabbing that VHS, renting that, watching it over and over again. And then I finally got my first Transformer that Christmas of 84. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my first transformer was at a church gift giveaway. I got gears. Okay. And then that Christmas, it was prime Megatron Soundwave, ratchet and Sunstreaker, And it was just right then. I was transformers all the way. I was mm-hmm. collecting the Marvel comics. And since I didn't have access to cable, like a lot of people, my friends at school who watched those afternoon shows, my fiction was Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it was just every now and then when I was visiting my grandparents, I would be lucky enough to catch Transformers on WGN. So that was the only time I really got to see the show. It wasn't until they all started coming out on VHS and DVD later on that I started seeing them in order. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's interesting. And and one of the things that that's fascinating about 1984 is that there were, were so many different, not just entry points for Transformers, but so many different entry points. Like, you know, like the Marvel comics was so violently different from the cartoons. And I think you might be the first one I, I've chatted at length with that really the, the comics was kind of like they're in. Almost everybody I know, myself included, was really cartoon first and comics second. Yeah, because for me, reading the comics, I mean, the comics were violent. Yeah. What they were. I mean, I remember issue four, which is the last of the four issue limited series. Yeah. I remember Ravage biting Mirage's arm off. I remember yeah. Optimus Prime getting his arm shot off. It's all remember, melty and stubby and stuff yeah, at the end there. You had, uh, all, the Decepticons all got poisoned and you thought they were dying. Then yeah. Shockwave comes in and kills everybody. Yeah. To be continued? Question mark. Question like, mark. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then, of course, that into the most iconic cover in Transformers comics history is is number five. You know, the Transformers are all dead, and they and they 
pay off that promise to like that two page spread with like everybody just dangling. A, a, but what was bad about that issue? You had that glorious cover and then you opened it up and the artwork was like shit in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. But I remember I was out of town uh-huh. and we went somewhere and we stopped by it might, another drugstore or grocery store. And I remember spinning the comic rack. You always went to the comic rack. Yeah, I flipped around. There was Transformers number five. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we all have uh, childhood stories that are, you know, very similar to to what we're talking about. What is it then that... that made transformers stick with you like like did 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 you put it down and then come back to it Let, let's kind of talk about like you know we all have those teenage years right where it's like i, I don't like transformers they're dumb <laughs> you know it that kind never of stopped i mean i i quit collecting the toys of course you know because you hit that age like man girls who needs toys girls 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 but mm-hmm. i never stopped collecting the comics i got those i think they they ended in 91 Yes. Which was the year I graduated. So it kind of worked out good. And what was funny is I remember, I think I pretty much got out of getting the toys in 87. Right when, and going back to that too, when I started collecting G1 hardcore, that's the first year I went to. Because I remember a lot of the earlier ones, but I wanted to get those latter year ones because I had no knowledge of those as a toy. And uh, so those were the first ones I went after. Pretenders and and, uh, Target Man, all that stuff. But going back to, I was still getting the comics. And when I was in school, that was in the 90s heyday of comics. There was a comic book club at my wow. high school. I mean, no, nobody gave a shit if you had comics or not. You know, it was cool then. But toys, on the other hand, I think the last Transformer toy I bought, and it was kind of this weird thing, was, uh, I know your podcast people aren't going to see it, but the Pretender Ice Pick. Oh, Okay. The Monster Pretender Ice Pick. I remember I was going back to our, uh, I worked at a Kroger grocery store, and beside Kroger was a department store with an arcade and toy section. I remember going through, and all those Pretender monsters were there, and I thought, well, that Ice Pick guy looks cool. It's only five bucks. And I remember being so embarrassed walking to the counter to buy that. Mm-hmm. And, and that, like I said, that was the last one I bought up until freaking uh, Beast Wars Megatron. When I saw that figure, I was like, I must have walked by that figure dozens of times calls when he came out we're jumping ahead years we're doing a sure. bunch of time jumping here yeah yeah <laughs> i worked as a loss control manager at a kmart and my office was you walk through the action figure aisle with the transformers to get to my office not past that megatron over and over again i pick up the back of the packaging and if you remember the toys originally were the exact character from G1. It was just some, it was a Megatron that experimented with a museum or somehow he got the DNA of a Tyrannosaurus. I forget how it is. And I finally just bought him. I was like, and I remember lying to the girl who checked me out because I thought she was hot. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying this for my brother. His birthday's next week. (laughs) And that kind of kicked off what you see behind you. Beast Wars kind of reinvigorated my collecting again because I screwed up and sold all of my G traded. All of my G1s for a Super Nintendo in 1989. That seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, it, it's Super Nintendo, for God's sakes. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, remember I mean, how awesome those graphics were? Yeah, F-Zero rules. 
that that mode seven graphics you could spin around and all that. Super, I think I, my one of the games I played most was Super Star Wars. I remember that's the game I was oh. playing. And he's like, well, I'm getting this other system, and I was like, well, I'd love to have one of these. And he was doing Transformers. He goes, well, I'll trade my new Super Nintendo for all your Transformers. All right, I'm 17. I'll play these things anymore. Yeah. I, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I got them all back now. I got yeah, I got you. And and your your collection is impressive. It, it looks terrific here on the live stream video. And if you're listening on the on the podcast, go back and watch the video because it rules. And and we're we're handsome, snowy bearded gentlemen. So uh, actually, I took a lot of my beard off today. I was yeah. looking. I was like, I because I got a fiftieth birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all my age is in my face because yeah. Know, I've got, the luscious locks here still going off, no gray in them, but it's all in my face. So I took the beard off, much to my wife's and son's disappointment. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it, it, this is this is a, a masculine vanity talk, but yeah, I, I got the same thing going on. It's like, you know, I got like the, the salt and pepper going on, but like in even just like the last, I don't know, two, three years, my beard has gone from being dark to like Santa Claus. It's just like all the colors just drained out of it. It's just it's all just the- wild. All the jobs I had for years, I never could really do the facial hair. Yeah. And when it first started, set when I got the job I have now, I grew back. I was, oh yeah, it's dark and nice, and it's like gray overnight. I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. It's, it's a father thing. I don't know. Gotcha, gotcha. Rodimus Primal's in the chat. Hello, buddy. Yeah, you, you beat me to it. I was gonna say, and, <laughs> and he uh, and he put in uh, Beast Wars did that for so many of us. So if you've been a listener of my podcast for any amount of time, the one thing I'd hope you would know more than anything else is that for me, everything always ties back to the Transformers, the movie. And while my childhood humble brag is that I had the opportunity to not just see the movie in theaters when it came out, but I got to see it twice. You know, just like that commercial said. It's so big, so exciting. You've got to see it twice to take it all in. Transformers, the movie. Printed PG. But as you'll learn here, that wasn't the only way to experience Transformers, the movie, in 1986. Real quick, before we go any further than 1986, another thing that was a first for me that didn't affect a lot of other Transformer fans, I didn't experience Transformers, the movie, in the theater I experienced it through the three-issue Marvel Limited series. Oh, get out of here. I was going to ask you about that. So that's where I saw Optimus Prime die, which probably didn't have the same effect reading it in the comic. But the comic was based on the original screenplay, the script. For example, in the comic, Ultra Magnus Magnus was drawn and quartered. You know, that didn't show in the movie. And And they do it in the comics. Yeah. yeah, When I finally saw the movie uh, months later on VHS, I'm like, well, that's completely different than what I saw because you know Grimlock was traveling with Cup and Hot Rod and all it just it was weird. Now, as we mentioned already, Jason served in the military and was stationed over in Iraq in the early 2000s. But did you know that even on the other side of the world, there was still access to Transformers media, even in the military? Because when I was overseas. That's when Rhino, I think, was first released in the series on DVD. And and Amazon was gracious enough that they would send anything you order would go to APO boxes. They would ship stuff to us overseas. So I was getting the Rhino DVDs. The uh, Dreamwave graphic novels were coming out. I was getting those sent to me. 
Okay. And I was getting packages all the time. And one day I was talking to the sergeant who was working the mail tent. I can't remember what we called that back then. And we got to talking Transformers. Like, oh, yeah, I love Transformers. And I just ran into so many other people that enjoyed them, too. There was a dude that had a Unicron tattoo on his back. Whoa. So I'm running into all these guys. And that's kind of like I told you earlier, where you think it's this nerd thing for kids. You know, you grow out of it. You don't. These guys are my age. They're in in the 30s when I was overseas. Mm -hmm. You know, they're into this, too. And the complete series of Beast Wars came out. And that's when I was able to finally watch Beast Wars from start to finish. And those Beast Wars DVDs went all around my living area. There was (laughs) ones, probably about two dozen artillery soldiers from my unit that are Beast Wars fans because we all watch that show from a game day. We just pass the DVDs around. And it, it was it was awesome. And so when I got back from Iraq, I had a few weeks, I think it took about two or three weeks off from my job. Mm-hmm. When I got back, I didn't want to do what I was doing. So lucked out, I got a job and took training and became a fitness instructor. I, be, I uh, created my own classes, my own programs, all this stuff, man, back early 2000, you know, pretty much 2004, 2013, I was the best shape of my life. Yeah. Found out the wife was pregnant in 2013. The gym was a great job. It was a fun job. I had a blast doing it. You don't make money at a gym, not here in rural West Virginia. So I went to, I got a job at a resort down the road, big high class resort. And they hired me as assistant front desk manager. And I will tell you right now that the assistant front desk manager at a high-end resort was the worst job I ever had. Here's that job. This is going to war. I would take going back to war over the assistant front desk manager at a high-class resort because I spent most of my job apologizing for stuff I didn't do Mm. and just sucking up to these people. Then, as luck would have it, the security force decided, hey, that guy would work better with our team than at the front desk. So I got hired on as one of the security officers at the casino at the resort. Oh, okay. The casino officers, we were all ex-military, ex-law enforcement, and we bonded like that. Mm -hmm. And the entire team was a bunch of nerds. And... They weren't in. I was the only one into the action figures, but we all were into PlayStation. Sure. And, and we worked night shift and we're all military. So when we had nights off, ain't free time, we were on PlayStation playing games. And the one we played all the time was Rainbow Six Siege, you know, that tactical shooter, because yep. it was just our thing. I mean, we get into it and we just had blasts. And we're talking years. I had that job for like four years. Same crew, and we that was that same game nonstop. And one of the guys that we played with was big into he he got into uh Twitch. Sure, called Twitch was the live game, the live streaming, yeah, yeah, where you play video Here games. Oh, it's yeah. the birth of Patriot Prime. All right, he sat there and goes, Let's all form Twitch channels and let's play our games online. And I was like, no, because I can play good with you guys. When I start playing with these other people, I have this little 10-year-old kid from New York kicks my ass every time. I suck online unless, you know, it's with us. And he says, well, you can tie in YouTube channels with it as well and get a following. And I looked at him and said, well, what the hell am I going to talk about on YouTube? <laughs> and he says, well, you, you like them Transformer robots. Talk about them. Hmm. 
So I dwelled on this for a couple nights. And like you said, there's so many Transformer reviewers and toy reviewers. And before I did this, I was watching them all the time because I was still collecting the figures and I'm still enjoying the reviews. Collector 75, my all time favorite G1er reviewer. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. He's from across the pond and he was just winning those old G1 reviews and he was just very entertaining for me. And every time I get a G1, that's who I'd look up. So I'm sitting there dwelling on this thinking, you know, that could be fun. It, it could be something else than what I do with these figures because what I was doing, I'd buy a figure, take it out, transform it a couple of times, goes on the shelf, never touch it again. Right. So now with YouTube, I can buy a figure, take it out, transform it a couple of times and then show it off. So I'm thinking, thinking, how do I do this? And this was when Titan's return was out. Okay. And I had just ordered my very first upgrade kit for uh, Titan's Return Overlord. And so what I'm doing, I'm watching YouTube going, nobody has reviewed this upgrade kit. I'm going to do that. So once I've laid the groundwork, I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to review. I figured I'm going to use my phone as a camera, set up some kind of thing. I'm watching these other YouTubers trying to get some ideas. And then the hard part came, what am I going to call my channel? And I'm sitting there thinking for years, I've had this gamer tag. It was actually my email address was also my gamer tag. I always called myself action figure 73 because even though I collected transport, I collected everything. I mean, yeah. you see the transformers, you don't see the NECA, the He-Man, the term. I mean, all this other stuff. Yeah, I yeah. So I was going to be that action figure 73. And I thought that doesn't have a catch to it. So I need something that has a catch, something I got to stick out. And I got to think, or a buddy of mine emailed me, and he always calls me Patriot Prime because in 2013, for my 40th birthday, there it is, this tattoo of Optimus Prime holding the American flag. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind it, I had guns back then, actually counted for something. Um, I love Transformers. I served our country. Of course. Boom, two and two. So my wife and I are like, six months apart. So 40th birthday, we both got tattoos. She's got this new school, beautiful tattoo. I got prime with the flag. 2013 was also my very first transformers convention. It was in August in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's hot. I'm wearing a tank top. Patriot prime is freshly inked. I'm walking around and everybody's like, yo, Patriot prime, love the tattoo just constantly. And that's where I got the nickname Patriot prime. So, One night, I'm driving home from work, or one morning, rather, because we worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I sat there and thought, Patriot Prime, that would be a cool name for a channel. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, I'm going to call it Patriot Prime Reviews. That way, I can have my name in the title, and it's in Patriot Prime Reviews, Chrome Dome. Patriot Prime Reviews, Brainstorm. You know, and so on and so forth. My name's all, and that's how it stuck. And then... I had the MP01 over there. I don't know if you can see him. He's hold, actually holding the American flag. I could I could see him. I mean, he he he's an imposing figure. He kind of stands out in a crowd. So what I did, I had that little American flag. I forget where it came from. It's just this little flag like so. And I had him holding it, kind of like my tattoo. Took a picture, whited out everything. He became my mascot. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the channel name formed. And then I... Got my upgrade kit. I made that my first video, and 
there we go. Pretty much the creation of Patriot Prime. Like we talked about earlier, you know, uh, Toy YouTube is is a um, is a crowded space, and you know we'll talk about some of the challenges that you run into. But what I think stands out uh, or makes you stand out is one your your delivery and the way that that you talk about uh, the figures. But I also think though it's the type of stuff you review. You know, sure, you do quick looks at, at figures, but it seems like, like you know, uh, upgrade kits and especially your partnership with Toy Hacks and sticker sets, and that I think kind of uh, is some of the things that that kind of uh, make you unique and set you apart in uh, in this kind of crowded space. It, it, would that be fair to say? True. And when I started, after I got that upgrade kit, the first couple of videos I did, I talked about subgroups. I think my next video was Pretenders. And then I talked about uh, the Sparkabots and Firecons. And I kept sticking to G1 because everybody at that time, every Transformer reviewer was reviewing Titans Return. That was the new figures. And in my mind, nobody's going to watch me. They're not going to find me because everybody else is doing Titans Return. Nobody was doing G1. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have a ton of G1 back there. So I was just randomly picking stuff. I mean, there was no rhyme or reason what figure I pick. I just look in. I haven't touched that figure for a while. Let's talk about him. I haven't done that one for a while. Let's talk about him. Yeah. And since day one, my G1 reviews, I've stuck to the same format. You're going to have me talking about the figure when he was re- released, his brief history of the cartoon his brief history in U.S. Marvel comics. I've read a lot of the U.K., but I'm not as well-versed in them. And then I'm going to get into the figure. In G1, I know G1. I know how to transform G1. I know, And it's all script-free. The most thing I have to research is sometimes I can't remember what issue that happened in. Sure. Like, I, I know it was in the 40s or something like that. So it's all. it was always just G1s straightforward. And I remember it was either on Facebook or something, because that's when I started joining groups, because that's the only way as a new tuber, you could get your stuff out there. You had to share it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was probably about six or seven months into what I was doing. You know, I'm average about 100, 200 subscribers. You know, it's nothing major. And one of my Facebook friends says, how come you, are, do you collect the new figures? I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got a few today. He says, why don't you review those? And I told him, I said, everybody's reviewing those. Yeah. I said, nobody's going to watch me review those figures. And what he said stuck with me. He says, they're not watching your channel for the figure. They're watching it for you. Mm -hmm. And that kicked off my new reviews. And I started doing the new figures, I think, when Siege started. Okay. Gotcha. You know, it's interesting you bring up the point, like, I, I think we as audience members gravitate to personalities that we like, you know, like, like you said, it, it's, I, I think Transformers YouTube, and I don't want to stick my neck out too far, but like, I, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of two things. One, the arms race to be first, which you know, as a creator, you either decide if you're going to play that game or not, or you're there for your audience who is there for your personality. Well, see, there's a couple things you learn quick because when I started doing this and I actually 
saw my subscriber count starting to, I mean, I shot up overnight. I wish I could tell you what happened, why it happened, but I got, I shot up really quick. And there for a while I was buying figures just to review. Don't do that because there's so much stuff that I bought that I'm like, I didn't want that. I said, I I didn't like it. I'm stuck with it. Then you sell it for nowhere near what you were going to get it for. And, uh, that I just quit doing that. I mean, sometimes I see something cool. I'm going to buy. And you realize I'm spending a lot of money on stuff that I don't want. You know, it's like I'm thinking I've got to need it for the video. And then some of the things you get, and you never know with YouTube. I'll get some great figure that in my mind, everybody's going to watch it. No, they're not. Nobody watched anything like that. And then, um, yeah, you want that. You're on there looking, how can I get this figure first? And then it dawns on me, I can't compete. Plain and simple. I look out. I get. I pre-order everything from Amazon. And it's so funny. There's sometimes I'm I'm on Facebook and I'll say, Hey, look. I mean, I got all Legacy Wave One just showed up, or what's available now. And I got people. Where'd you get that? How'd you do that? And I'm like, I pre-ordered. Anybody can do it. That's yeah. Don't be fussing at me because you didn't. Right. I said there's there's no special. Amazon doesn't send these to me. I pre-ordered these. And my trick is Amazon doesn't take the money up front. You know, you pre-order it, you put your card in, and then with gas prices anymore, I go to Kroger and I'll buy an Amazon card because there's always four times the gas points. Get a $25 card, put that card on my Amazon account, put it toward my pre-order, and then I have extra points for my gas. And with the pre-orders too, I also have a wife, the son, and I have a full-time job. Some of these YouTubers, I mean, I've got friends of mine, they work from home. They get new figures. They can sit down, bam, 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 knock these reviews out. I have to wait till the weekend. I know every one of my friends who's got this, these legacy figures, they got the reviews out. Right. I used to be like, man, I can't, you know, I'm way behind. Now I'm like, I'll get it when I get it. I mean, I'm not busting my tail. And my review or my viewers who like my stuff also watch my friends too, but they'll still hop over to see my take. And one of the things I quit doing, um, couple years ago, a lot of good friends on YouTube. I will not watch their reviews until after I do mine. Ah, okay. Even nobody can say, oh, you copied what he said. You do what he said. If I did, it's coincidence. I just, I don't, I want to be surprised too. Mm -hmm. I feel more honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's what your fans expect from you is that, that authenticity and that, that honesty. And uh, speaking of authenticity and honesty, let's. Uh, uh, I want to wade into controversy a little bit. I have. I haven't. I haven't really said anything provocative or controversial yet. <laughs> but being a part of the the YouTube toy review uh, community, I, I I would like to pick your brain on how you feel about leaks. Because, you know, one of the things that we talked about a moment ago is that kind of race to be first. And there's, you know, all these allegations of like, you know, this channel gets stolen figures. This channel pays off factory workers, you know, this, that and the other thing to say nothing about the types of leaks that we see online of like, you know, factory seconds or or things like that. that that's a little different than the toy review uh, portion of it. But I, I've discovered I see this more on on Twitter than on Facebook and YouTube, the the discourse. It's like, you know, uh, fans seem to be divided 
there there are some that are very pro leak in that like you know just let me know what's coming and i can make that that decision on my own or there's other folks that are like you know i hate leaks let hasbro tell me what they're they're bringing out in their own time i was wondering as someone being in this space specifically creating that content where do you stand on on leak culture i hate it personally because i think it, it spoils some of the surprise because that you know you're so excited to see those new figures drop you know you got those like hasbro live stream i'm, I'm no hasbro fanboy by any mean i i enjoy their product yeah i get some shitty ones every now and then qc issues but i'm not gonna you know throw them under the bus and you know quit buying from them. I despise their new open windows. I think that's stupid. I still enjoy the figures. As you can see, I'm still buying them. I enjoy them. That is what it is. But I do enjoy the fact like when, okay, Hasbro Pulse live stream, we're getting these figures, this figure. And it's that excitement. If you're watching them, if it hasn't been leaked, everybody's like, oh shit, we're finally getting a needle nose after all these years. And yeah, you know, so yeah. I just think that's awesome. And then you get these on face these blurry leaks and these blurry this and all of a sudden here's the review popped up and it's, i mean it is fishy i mean i'm not gonna go out and accuse anybody of anything i mean a lot of people i've been called out on the channel for why don't you say anything it's like it's not my place what am i gonna do about it it's it's gonna happen no matter what i for one don't support it i don't watch it and there it is i will get my figures the old-fashioned way earn money and buy it myself yeah, so, yeah it's like here lately they've kind of ruined the uh villain for what's the new movie rise of the beast coming out we got yeah. this, the scourge scourge yeah. coming out i think that's a terrible looking figure i don't know if he's the complete model or what he looks like a nazgul from lord of the rings mm -hmm. that's the first thing i thought of and it pisses me off because it looks like by the toys we're going full bayverse design once again bumblebee movie great designs loved it now we're going back to the shit again. And why do they mm -hmm. always make the Decepticons fucking ugly? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, just, just insects and space junk. I, I don't, I don't understand that, that aesthetic. I mean, I, I and the real Jack. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I feel like we could do a whole show just on, on wheel Jack discourse. <laughs> I, I, w I was one of those guys that was hoping that like the glasses flipped out to be the more familiar ears. But the more we've seen, I, I don't think that that's. But it was the TikTok gut duck lips that really got me. I mean, the yeah. So why, why do they need lips? <laughs> but then you look at RC. She looks good. She looks like she did in the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. And then, of course, you got Bumblebee. He's back to the Camaro look again. But. Well, I guess by the toys, what's the one? There's the yellow one that's out now. They're already pre-ordered. It's a Decepticon. He's the tow truck. He actually looks pretty good. But then you got the villain. He's all weird and wonky looking. And all the other ones, they did this forearm thing. They all look like bugs again. Why can't mm -hmm. they look humanoid? And I guarantee if they do the Bayverse thing, they're not going to have any personalities. They're going to be cannon fodder. Yeah, they just never flesh out the villains. And that's been my big complaint about the Bay first movie since day one. The yeah. villains just, they're not, it's, they're no threat. They're never fleshed out. They're cannon fodder for the last 15 minutes of the big CGI battle at the end, mm -hmm. except Bumblebee movie did it right. I love yeah. the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it's a smaller cast too, mm -hmm. you know, and, and shatter and dropkick are like actual characters. 
you know, with actual personality. And what's great is Shatter and Dropkick were created. Nobody bitched about them because they were created for the movie. Right. They're not pissing off. Remember when the big Blitzwing controversy? Oh, it's Starscream. No, it's oh, Blitzwing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I wonder sometimes. There, there, there is a cynical part of me that wonders if somebody is making those decisions specifically to piss us off. Like, I mean, like the Blitzwing thing, like I, you know, I, I haven't thought about the Blitzwing thing for, for a while. I was the, I was the guy where it's like, I don't think it's Starscream, but like, couldn't you call him Ramjet or something? Exactly. I mean, at, at least keep it in like the same family somewhat. It's like, it, it just, it, it was a uh, waste of a name. You got Rodimus right there. Yep. But remember, yeah, I like that. If you don't like those insects and garbage tinfoil, you're labeled as old G one and treated like crap. And that's, that's absolutely. I embrace crazy. it. I'm an old G one but what's funny is I'll get those comments. Like I reviewed uh, legacy Transmetal Megatron, my number two figure of the year. That was a great figure. And there were so many people in the comments going, it's so great to see a G one like yourself appreciating Beast Wars figures. I'm like, I'm a Transformers fan, first and foremost. Yeah. Grew up with G1. I appreciate G1. G1 is where it all came with, came from. But in, but I love all these figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I prefer the G1 versions. I mean, I like Needle Nose more than I probably like Hot Shot here. I remember I had, I tried when Armada came out. And I, did you have the first Armada Hot Shot? He was like no. a rescue bot. No. He, he seemed, he was yeah. chunky, play schoolish. But yeah, I'm mm -hmm. excited to get these. I mean, I got the Optimus Leo Prime. I have no clue, no history of this figure whatsoever, other than I've seen him on the internet, but I had to get this figure. So like I said, I love Transformers. I'm going to collect Transformers, but I still appreciate G1 more. And the thing that's so cool about Transformers that I think sets it apart from other legacy franchises is that there are so many iterations and so many entry points and like if i i don't know maybe it's like a train or a bus it's like oh you don't like this stop don't get on you know the train will pass you by they'll they'll be another train that's like facebook or twitter okay you didn't like that post keep going yeah you don't need to put your two cents i didn't like that i'm gonna keep on going that's like uh i don't know just we seem to ramble a little bit but you take a figure like uh chrome dome here Sure. He's, he's a G1. It, he doesn't hold a candle to today's standards. His arms can go up and down, and that's it. Oh, that but, click, though. Yeah. Well, that ratchet. Oh, golly gee. Oh. And he's got the little headmaster gimmick. You yep. got the, let's see, you got the spinning chest thing. You got these gimmicks. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have great articulation like today's modern bots, but today's modern bots don't do the gimmicks. Right. Gimmick, gimmicks are gone. There's no more spring-loaded missiles. You don't have power masters anymore. You don't have mm -hmm. headmasters with the tumblers. Where's my damn modern pretender that actually has a shell with a robot inside? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and as fun as a figure as Iguanas is, and, and I, I do like that motorcycle little dude. He's he's a fun figure, but yeah, it's like you're you're missing out on the on the pretender gimmick. And you know, where's the electronics? You know, yeah. it's like, you know, I, I, I wasn't into like the Unicron trilogy stuff, but like, you know, they had like a lot of like lights and sounds and, and all kinds of cool stuff. And all of that stuff is gone. What was it? 30th anniversary. Maybe was the last time we saw electronics. Cause I'm looking at my Titans over here. Mm -hmm. I've got Titan Metroplex where you push down on him and he'll talk. 
And then was I, it the next was it the next year Trypticon came out? He didn't have any gimmicks. Right. None of the other ones have any gimmicks whatsoever. I know Fortress Maximus did. He he had electronics. I didn't I didn't get that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, electronics are gone now. All you have is light piping, and that's yeah. it. Uh, Trypticon had a gimmick. He can eat Titan Masters. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that is true. Now, he was the one that actually, well, he came with that full deluxe figure that, thank God, Toy Hacks was able to improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think these new Target Masters, uh, they're, they're made just like the original G1s. They got no articulation whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. He might be the first one I do. I've been waiting for him for so long. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's just... Um, it's neat that we're going this deep into the character pool. And one one of the things that, that I, I am digging about legacy and legacy evolution is that we're, we are expanding out now. Granted, I think folks have some criticisms about some of the um, extended universe characters, like the prime characters and, and uh, those being kind of quote unquote G one ified, but I I like the aesthetic of him. I I like Bulkhead. I I think he's a great figure. He was one I wasn't going to get at first, uh-huh. but then I actually dug him once I got him. And then yeah. when the Amazon one came out, it was actually in camouflage collars. I was like, oh lord, yeah. But me too. Well, I've discussed this with my friends. They go into all these other branches, which, which is fine. That's cool because you got things for the Armada fans and what was this Beast Wars Neo? I, uh-huh. I don't know the history of him. But there's still so many characters that they've never touched. Where's my damn Thunderwing? I want to yeah. update Thunderwing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. so, I look on the shelf here. You got figures like Roadblock and all the different MicroMasters and the Pretender Beast, Carnivac, Snarler. I mean, there's so many cool figures that they just haven't embraced yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then um, your uh, Armada fans, RID fans, or where's this one? Where's this? So, yeah, we all got our arguments toward it, to be honest. So, exactly. Because I was thinking, as the older I get, like I said, I'm getting ready to turn 50 in July. Yeah. Okay. G1 was my thing 40 years ago. Beast Wars was somebody else's G1. Robots in the Sky, somebody else's G1. So on, so on, so forth. So, there's such a wide range now. And I, I understand to a point where they're like, why does everything have to be G1? But that's where the basis came from, you know? So, I mean, yep. now, that's an argument we could do all day long, but I am proud to say I am a G1-er, but I'm a Transformer fan first. A- absolutely. And it took me a long time to appreciate that. Like, you know, I, I had to meet some folks that saw the 2007 movie at the same age that I saw Transformers the movie. You know, and I'm like, oh, you had the same experience at the same age that I did. Okay, fine. Maybe, maybe I'll get off your back a little bit, but it's, it's, and in terms of like fan service, I feel like everybody should be able to get theirs. You know, it's like, you know, even though it's not my cup of tea, I'm, I'm glad there's a hot shot in, uh, in, in legacy evolution, you know, and, you know, I, I, I don't I see by clamoring for beast machines though. Not so much. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure they're out there. I mean, they walk among what us. What a garbage. <laughs> they walk among us. Um, 
uh rodimus also uh put in the chat um obviously full blown full blown pretender thunderwing exclamation point but i also campaigned to mark and evan for slipstream which that's that's the other thing too it's like you know as as the iterations have passed you've had like these new characters that that have uh kind of emerged like you know uh based on kind of like the seeker platform you got sunstorm you got slipstream you know you've got like you know the these these new characters that you know can get the the legacy treatment as well that tell you, one of my favorite characters that was created was barricade from the bay movies yeah he was awesome in the bay movies in g1 he's a little neon blue and pink race yeah. color so i have no idea how in the world they got barricade and turned him into the evil police he's the transformers t1000 okay he's the evil police officer yeah yeah and then hasbro took him and created a g1ified version yeah, it's one of my favorite figures. I just love how they did that. Well, and and I like when you can add new characters to a an existing group. I mean, I didn't know I needed an evil prowl in my life, but you know the the Dotson mold is one of like my favorite things. I I just I love the door wings on on that coop, and it's like you know, and there there's something very specific about our generation of transformers fans where you're walking around and you would see a Dotson Z car and it'd be like, you know, Oh my gosh, that that's, that's prowl. That's blue streak. So to, you know, have, have the opportunity to get a new character with that same design aesthetic is, is, is so cool. And yeah, who doesn't like an evil cop car? I mean, come on. Now, think about another trauma, traumatic experience from Marvel G one. Remember issue 10 where Optimus prime is as the brainwashed, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and all the Decepticons attack. You turn the page, that full-blown shot of Prowl uh, taking on all the Decepticons. His arm is shredded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, for kids. Yeah, absolutely. And and there is so much of that weirdly violent imagery that, that sticks. Like, you know, we talked about uh, issue four uh, earlier where, like, Prime's arm is, like, half melted I didn't, i'm uh, thinking about when's the last time i read that but i remember it yeah i, re I remember i mean i remember turning that page there's i mean and they drew it to look it was a robot but they drew it to look gross <laughs> yeah well and, and, getting half his face ripped off by the predacons him and ratchet getting fused i mean there was some traumatic shit in g1 marvel just just uh oh yeah that, okay, that's, that, that's issue right see yeah, i told you i always have to look up the issues yep and we were doing the same thing too. We got the 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 story right, but the issue wrong. Yes, I I uh, we stand corrected. Absolutely. The smelting pool when oh. he, when he pulls his buddy out and he's half melted. Yeah, or or even um, uh, the scraplets. Yeah. You know, look at how like traumatic that was, and it's uh, I mean, sure in the cartoon you had cosmic rust, but really nothing nothing on the level of gore that you saw in uh in the comics um man I iconic stuff uh really i mean talk about traumatic um so so from here let's uh so i i have a a list of transformers fandom asks questions i'm gonna run through some of these just just kind of rapid fire just kind of like i i know we've been going for for almost an hour but uh oh, that's typical I, I, for the way the horse streams go <laughs> 
Yeah. And I feel right, like, Rodimus? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so let's, let's, I, I just want to run through, uh, uh, some of these, um, but, um, uh, Autobots are Decepticons and Decepticons. Wow. really see, that is not what I would have expected. Think about it. All, every eighties cartoon you always watch who had the cooler vehicles, who had the cooler weapons, who had the coolest base. I'm a military guy. I grew up in yeah. a military family, Decepticons. Guns, tanks, jets, Autobots, cars, and trucks. Of course, of course. My <laughs> gosh, how how short sighted of me. My 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 perspective on that was always, you know, bad guys have more fun, and they're usually better dressed. <laughs> um, who is your favorite Autobot? Hmm. Oh, I stumped him. That is a hard one. And again, for one that I thought would be pretty obvious, but yeah, but perhaps well, everybody's, everybody's first pick. I mean, that's your father, you know, one of the cartoon father figures. It's so easy to say Optimus Prime, but I'm going to have to go with Jazz because when I mentioned my 80, 84 figures, he, I just, I loved Jazz. I loved his look. I loved the car. Like you said, with the door wings was so cool. And remember when I said earlier that my first Transformers was Ratchet and Sunstreaker? Yep. The reason I got Sunstreaker is because I got Jazz first, and he broke right out of the box. Oh, we no. Went to, we went to take him back the day after Christmas, and they were out of Jazz's, and I had to get Sunstreaker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I so, never got a Jazz again until the uh, Toys R Us commemorative came out. Got it. Got it. So uh, firsthand experience with, with QC issues at a right at off, early you know, age. I just snapped the door right off. Or was the door or the top? I remember I went to trans. I was so excited. I tried to <laughs> You just feel that lip quiver. Yep. Yep. So uh so Raz uh put in a Sunstreaker and Jonas put in Prowl. So again, lots of lots of cars there. Love that. I never had any of the Dotson brothers back in the day. I, I'd imagine if if you broke your jazz, you probably would have broken the Dotson too, because it, it's that it's that same clear plastic hinge. Like I same clear plastic. Yeah, just just snaps right off at the neck. And it's, I mean, and it was such a thin piece too. So it's like I had blue streak and I went to go tab it back in, put my, uh, uh, put my thumb on it, snapped it right at, right at the neck. So now it just be, instead of having T tops sunroof, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, let's flip the faction symbol, the other direction. Who's your favorite to send Megatron. I always love Megatron. Megatron is just so cool. I think it always ticked me off in, that's one thing where I like G1 cartoon more than Marvel is they showcase Megatron a lot more. Megatron was always in the limelight. He was a villain. I mean, he turned into a gun. It's kind of yeah. goofy. You think about now it's like Darth Vader turning into his own lightsaber for somebody else to use him, mm -hmm. but it was so cool back in the day. And I'm not one of these ones that argue Megatron should always be a gun because I love the fact he's a tank. Now it makes sense. Yeah. But I just always love the character. Marvel comics, Killed him off early, which led into some great other Decepticon leaders. Yeah, uh, you got the Bayverse movies. Never utilized Megatron. Very end of the first one, he was a bitch to the Fallen in the or the second one. Yep, he was a bitch to Sentinel Prime in the third one. They killed him off and became Molecular Density Galvatron, and then he was <laughs> just a fucking whatever. I don't even remember last night. Yeah, I always like Megatron. That's thought he was so cool. I love it. I love it. As you can see, here's a hot sign poster Megatron back here. Oh, very cool. I love it. And well, and, and the thing also, I mean, getting back to, to G1 Megatron for a sec, like 
yeah yeah the gun mode is kind of kind of weird and goofy but the thing that i appreciated about it is that it gave him the opportunity to interact with other characters mm-hmm. so like he you know target master technically yeah yeah he <laughs> exactly well, it's I, funny, uh, when i was a kid not only was I used Megatron a lot, you know, when I did my Autobot Decepticon battles. But when I was playing Gun or James Bond, Transform Megatron, there's my toy gun for playing around. Yep. Back when you could play with toy guns and be okay with it. And, and he was a halfway okay gun, too. Like, really was pretty, good. 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 Pretty, pretty, pretty. Yep. All that die cast in there. Anytime and... somebody comes up here to my office, well, the first thing I show them is I transform Megatron. Because I'm always like, this is one you're never going to see again. Right. Because I'll guarantee we'll never see another gun Megatron again. Uh, let's see. So um, I, I like this question. Uh, if you were a Transformer, if Patriot Prime himself was a Transformer, what would your alt mode be and why? A howitzer. We don't have any howitzer Transformers. My military career started off as a howitzer in a field artillery position. And I just I think they're cool. I mean, unlike a tank... A howitzer has to lock itself into position to fire. So what you would have is some massive bot that's big and slow, but very powerful, like me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I love it. Frenzy, red or blue? Frenzy, he's red. He's red all day. Cool. He can't be any redder. <laughs> I like it. If you were to nail it down to like one iteration of the Transformers, be it a show, a game, comics, what's what's your favorite Transformers? You know, there's, there's the part of me that wants to go Marvel Comics, but I'm going to have to go with Beast Wars. That is wow. the best story. You go with the cartoon. That is the best Transformers story. Once you get past, okay, when Beast Wars was first created, it was created for kids. Yeah, of course. By people who didn't know a thing about Transformers. <laughs> and as they researched it and they realized who was watching that and they started tying in all of these characters into G1 and the fact that they used a small cast, you got to know the characters, you got to know their personalities in a way that story built up until what you know is a really good finale for that series. It, it just worked great. And I, I consider Beast Wars part of G1 because really it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite episodes I actually watched not too long ago because I wanted to refresh myself for my Transmetal Megatron review was how cool is it that the story that they like when Megatron took other Megatron's spark and it infused in him to turn him into that dragon. It's yeah. just it's neat. I mean, it's, that's Beast Wars is where we got the story of the sparks and protoforms. And it was just it was neat how they tied it up, even though it was so weird at first. And then they're like, oh, wait, because they land on this weird planet with two moons. You know, it was just some other world. And then you realize, okay, it's Earth. That planet was a superstructure. That was it. I don't know. I, yeah. I love the storylines that, especially once you got to watch it in order and how it worked. Once you get past like right. the first half of season one, it gets really good. Mm-hmm. Um, of, uh, of the movies, uh, which you can include or exclude as much as, as you like, what's, uh, what's your favorite? Bumblebee. See. We have Dark of the Moon, close uh, second. But Bumble- Bumblebee, I thought, nailed it. I was one of those ones. I didn't want to watch a Bumblebee movie. I'm sick of Bumblebee. They've overdone Bumblebee. But they yeah. they nailed that movie. I thought it was really good. And that opening scene, 
just gives you chills every time. Yeah. Um, uh, Raz brought up a, a really good point here in chat. Um, I think the small cast aspect of Beast Wars really made it more personal. Didn't have the quote unquote guest of the week type of gimmick. So it made it more uh, made for more profound storytelling. It got my attention. And I mean, I, I mentioned the personalities the characters had. You beat me too. I was, I was going to say, and, and you get that with a smaller cast. And, and again, I, that's why that Bumblebee movie works because it is an intentionally small cast. And that's where some of the other, um, other Bay former movies kind of misstep because the cast is too damn big. Nobody has a personality. And I was just absolutely floored in Bumblebee too. When dropkick shot the human, as soon as they land, he just, Point a gun, shot him. Oh, wow. I like the way they popped. Just to show, these guys are true villains. All the other movies you saw before, there was lots of explosions or stuff, nothing. But this was up close and personal. Hey, there's a human. Just He didn't care. I'm going to see what this guy does when I shoot him. <laughs> exactly. So it's like playing with insects. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just to see what they do. Uh, favorite Transformers figure. What's a, of, of all of your figures, do you have a favorite? Oh, there's so many to choose from, but one of my ones I always go to because I just I love the way he was designed was G1 Thunderwing. Yeah, because he's a pretender. Everybody gives the pretenders so much shit, and yet they when Tasbro is trying to add so many gimmicks, Thunderwing just works so good. Mm-hmm. He's not a great Transformers figure. I mean, he's G1. His arms can do this, and that's yep, it. Yep. But he's got a great jet mode that combines with the smaller figure to just make an awesome jet. I mean, it's pretty big. It's about Yay big. And plus, he had that great personality in Marvel Comics, which, of course, why his figure is so expensive right now. Oh, yeah. You know, that that whole Matrix Quest arc. I mean, just just chef's kiss. I mean, that's it's interesting. Like we talked about kind of like the the early run of Marvel Comics. Um, How about the latter run also? I mean, that that's like, you know, they they feel like the, the stories are written like they got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, they're written for, they know their audience has grown up. You yeah. Know, they, they started, their audience was in elementary school. Now they're in high school. Yeah. And the stakes got, I mean, you just think about issue 75 when Unicron hit mm-hmm. and any other thing, you know, you like Mar or the movie Unicron attacked Cybertron as the planet, Still. but in Marvel, he just shows up as the robot right off the bat. Yeah. And I was researching uh, for my brainstorm review. I, actually, a subscriber sent me a complete G1 brainstorm. Wow. And I was researching. Do you remember brainstorm was the first one to die in Marvel Comics when Unicron attacked? Because Unicron scoops down and gets brainstorm on the tip of his nail yep. and just kind of look at him. So this is Primus's soldiers. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and RIP brainstorm. That that dude occasionally can't catch a break. So, in, in the realm of toys, you know, I mean, obviously you have the the extensive collection behind you. If you were to guess, ballpark it, how many figures do you think you have? The one time I did count, I had like a thousand thirty-four. Oh my god! But I don't know what it is now. Yeah, <laughs> that was a while ago. And I try to keep. Now, half this collection used to be Star Wars. I kind of got out of Star Wars and Transformers took over. Mm-hmm. Every Transformer figure I own is on display. Somehow I got it displayed. Nice. I think, well, I'll take it back. Well, there's still a few in boxes here I haven't got up. There's lots of boxes. 
I I understand. My, my, my viewers never see this area. They see what's behind me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite combiner team? Stunicons. I like that. That's that that that's a dark horse pick. Uh, most folks pick Constructicons. I I don't know if it's just because they was the OG or or what, but uh, I just something about Stunicons because they were the first, as far as I remember, car Decepticons. And just the way they portrayed Motor Master, you know, he's this big rig against Optimus Prime. And I'll never forget how disappointed I was. And I got the toy. You remember in the show where they yep. butted heads and then you get the toy and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we talked about uh, favorites earlier. Let, let's flip it the other side. Who's, who's your least favorite Autobot and who's your least favorite Decepticon? My least favorite, the one I didn't, the only, I only bought it so I could complete 86, Wheelie. I just despise that figure. He's the only one, my whole collection of mainline figures that's in car mode because I think his robot mode sucks so much. It's so bad. It's, it's terrible. And on the Decepticon side, huh, that's a hard one. Because, you know, Decepticons are mostly all repaints. So look at all the Seekers we got. That's true. I would have to say Cyclonus because awesome looking robot in the show and cartoon. Mm-hmm. Awesome looking jet. The toy has an awesome looking jet, but the robot just doesn't look a thing <laughs> like he should in the cartoon. That's he's true. Got Popeye forearms and his head <laughs> is just, his head's so weird. I mean, he's got the, the bunny ear horns, but it's set up like his face is way down here and the horns are up there. But his, his future toys fix the issues, but it's not that I hate him, but he just doesn't look right. He's, He's behind Gal. He's there, but he's behind Galvatron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's part of that crew. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Rodimus. Uh, yeah, G1 Wheelie, but also Armada Sideswipe. Yikes. See, that one sucks, but he's not in my collection, so I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and uh, uh, last question for, for this round. Um, we, we've seen so many uh, collaborative crossovers recently. You know, you got you got Gigawatt, you got Ectotron, you got you know all, all these weird mashups. What, uh, what crossover or mashup uh, would you like to see? I would like to see Kit or Airwolf. Yeah. Solid, solid choices. Uh, pretty much, uh, Toy Hacks did a decal set for Runabout from Earthrise. Oh. Made him look like Car. Nice. That's pretty sick. I like that. I like that a bunch. And uh, we got a shout out for uh, Maximum Overdrive, too. That would be an awesome collab. That would be fun. I think that, that would be fun. And hell, and- we could reuse the Earthrise trailer again. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I... I, I love what they did with it for the uh, uh, for the holiday prime. I think that that's a better use of the the Earthrise trailer than the actual Earthrise figure. It just I just I just like the I like the minty white on it. I think it's it's just a um, great deco there. Um, Jay Lee also mentioned in the in the chat here need a Decepticon collab. Christine could work. That or with the green comet coming, uh, why not the truck from Maximum Overdrive? You know, um, a, a con I would love to see mm. being an 80s guy in 80s action movies. What was the one vehicle that always showed up in 80s action movies that you knew shit was about to go down? Red Dawn, Rambo, oh, 
the hind helicopter that's right that that's right awesome decepticon that would be cool oh my gosh i love it oh i love that that that's that's sweet that 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 would be super cool and just just call him dropkick why not perfect yes of course that that was the first thing i thought of as soon as jason said uh uh hind was uh uh for uh, uh in metal gear solid um, oh yeah that, that would that would be super dope um one of one of the threads that i i wanted to pick up on that um that we probably should have done much earlier in the show so more folks could have uh, uh heard but like yeah that's you know, two hours now most people already left <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i mean shout out to the three still hanging on but like the thing that i really wanted to talk about is some of the the challenges and adversity that that you've uh, that you've run into in your channel in your channel like i talked about a time that like you know i i you know i got trolled and and harassed and stuff like that but i i know that folks that put themselves out there as you know using using american flags and calling themselves patriot prime that attracts a certain amount of attention. And we even saw that in the lead up to the, this interview, there was like a, a Facebook post saying basically like Patriot prime. Oh man, that seems like, like a robot Alex Jones or something like that. And, and you had told me that that reminded you of some of the feedback and things that you got early on that almost made you want to want to, quit doing this. So I, I thought I, 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 I would like to kind of pick up on that thread and talk about maybe some of like the early challenges that you ran into and how you, you've overcome some of those challenges. Yeah. When I first started it, one, when I started getting out there, when some of my videos started gaining popularity, it was bad. I mean, apparently this day and age, of course, I'll, I'll say it right now. I don't want to trigger nobody. Of course, I don't give a shit anymore. Course. Is I call myself Patriot Prime during Trump's presidency. Oh dear Jesus Christ, how dare I? And like I said, that the Patriot Prime had nothing to do with that. It went with the tattoo on my arm from something I was called in 2013. 2013. Okay, three years prior. But because I had Patriot Prime in my name, I think the first comment I got was somebody bitching about Patriot. Well, you know, Patriot's just such and such, so are. And all I did was I cut and paste from uh, Google what Patriot actually stood for. And then mm -hmm. I would get comments like when I started doing Toy Hex videos. I did one on Earthrise Optimus Prime, which is one of my top Toy Hex videos. And somebody just comments, well, you know, Optimus Prime wouldn't build a wall. I'm like, fuck that have to do with anything. Yeah. And then I made the mistake of getting on Twitter. And the only reason I got on Twitter was to prom promote the channel. You know, I was researching, okay, how do you promote? And they said, oh, go on Twitter, go on Instagram, promote your videos, so on and so forth. Twitter was horrible. Yeah. I got death threats. I was called a fascist. I was called a Nazi. I was called a racist. I have never, ever, ever did anything political on my channel whatsoever. I mean, I'll make jokes like something... Uh, I do somebody screaming like, oh, this will trigger somebody. And I talk about trigger con or just these little inside jokes. <laughs> I like that. Never mention politics and people will call me asshole and uh, a fascist, unsubscribe from him, put him on blast. And 
it, it was just nonstop. And then I was getting these messages on my Facebook page, people wanting to sue me because I was stealing money from them. I'm like, what the hell? And then I come to find out there was a website called Prime Patriot. And they were selling hats and stuff. I mean, it was it was really right wing because I looked them up to see what was going on. Yeah. And apparently you buy a hat or something from them. And all of a sudden they're charging you two dollars every month for some membership. And Whoa. people get on my page. Oh, we'll sue you. I want my money just on and on. And so I research and I would get on there and I say, that's not me. I said, before you send me these messages, look at my posts, man. It's Optimus Prime. It's Megatron. It's Galvatron. I don't know what you're talking about. And this went on and on, the Prime Patriot stuff, the stuff on Twitter. The, the, man, I have a list of blocked commenters on my YouTube page, probably as long as my arm. I had them threaten to kill me and my family just because I called myself Patriot Prime and I have the American flag. Yeah. And then there was finally at one point, I mean, this is at the point where I met Bert the Stormtrooper. And I wish I knew exactly how we met but he become like my internet best friend. I would just talk to him about everything. And I'll point, say this right now, Bert and I have completely different views on politics. We never discuss them. Right. We don't care. He likes transformers. I like transformers. He likes this. I like this. We've bonded. We're tight. We don't give a shit what he does. I'm never going to change his mind on what he thinks. He's not going to change my mind on what I think. Who cares? And it's a shame that nobody can deal with that anymore. But it got so bad on my channel. I mean, it was just nonsense. It's like every other comment, I'm deleting stuff. And I told Bert, I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, I'm going on here. I'm trying to have a good time. I'm talking about plastic robots, trying to get to know people. And this is driving me nuts. And then uh, a couple of years ago, somebody sent me another link on Twitter where this person, I don't know, girl, guy, whatever, just blasting me up one side. I won't deal with him. He's got page. I mean, the thing he said, if he's got the name Patriot in the channel, I know immediately he's an asshole. He's a fascist and he doesn't deserve to be followed. He doesn't even deserve to be on the face of the earth like that. And at that point, I was like, fuck these people. I can't take I, mean, I have done nothing to them and they're just attacking. I'm done. So I actually took screenshots of that conversation and I did a YouTube blast. So I was like this nice. asshole, right? I mean, comments just root. That's what you do. Hell yeah. Keep going. You know, just, and it stopped. I mean, it's just like night and day. It stopped. When I finally said, I'm not putting up with it anymore. It's if y'all don't like me, that's your problem. Yeah. Plain and simple. I've never done anything to you. I remember looking right in the camera and I said, fuck you. And I just, <laughs> and somehow, uh, it led into a segue right into the review. I just kept going and the comments on that was great. And then somebody said that got shared on Twitter and what, I mean, it just went good in my favor. Of course I ended up leaving Twitter cause it was a cesspool. Yeah. I, I hated it. So I got out, out of that and then it just stopped. And I found that prime Patriot page finally got shut down. I guess they, whatever happened to them, they found out they were a bunch of thieves. So that got shut down <laughs> and disappeared. And it's just like after a year of that bullshit, it just cleared up. And every now and then I'll get some random comment like that. And especially January 6th hit. Oh God, you think I was part of it. Right. I never once discussed it. I never, I don't care. I'm not, 
I'm here to talk about robots, Friday the 13th, pop culture, nerd culture. I don't know what your politics are. I don't care. Right. We're talking this and we're having a blast. And that's all mm-hmm. that matters to me. Absolutely. And uh, it, it was just, I hated it. It was, it was bad. And just recently I rejoined Twitter. I, I didn't want to, but like I said, I'm trying to get the channel out and I don't post anything, but Hey, I got these figures today. Hey, this is my new review up. Mm-hmm. And that's all I post. Yep. And I haven't had any issues for a few months now. I think I shared something. Rodimus was on here. I think I shared something with him. It wasn't maybe a month or two ago, some random weird political shit, but usually I just, I'll screenshot it. We laugh at him, call him dumbass. I delete it and move on. I, I don't care anymore because if that's the way you feel about me, that's you. I'm not changing because you don't like your perception of me. Like the guy on your page, mm-hmm. Patriot. Oh, he's an Alex Jones robot. And then you said, no, his name's Patriot. He does the tattoo. He's a former military guy. That's why he's called Patriot. And then there's the backtrack. Oh, I didn't know that. He sounds like a cool guy. That's yeah. just it. If people would learn a little bit about somebody for jumping down their throat and threatening their family and all that bullshit, yeah, we wouldn't have all this problem. I have made more friends with plastic robots in YouTube in the last five years than probably my last 10 years in the service, my last 10 years working at the gym, other jobs I've had. I know more people through this, my own age. You know, we're all cool about it. And it's something we embrace and we just don't give a shit about the outside world. That's why we do this. This is my happy place. You know, I've had enough of the real world for one day. The real world is shit. Let's go to Cybertron. Let's go to Crystal Lake. You know, let's, Let's hang out. I mean, that's so, yeah, it was bad at first, but then I, I got my footing and I just, I've been sailing right along. I just, that's, I refused to quit. I was not going to back down. That's awesome. I mean, that, that's, that's really great to hear. And, and it, and it just, it, it underscores again, we, we've talked about like, you know, uh, how folks are divided and how folks are tribal and, and it, and it's frustrating how, that specific Facebook interaction that, that we're talking about, um, how that just kind of became emblematic of where we're at. You know, it's just like, oh, I see a, a icon of an Optimus saluting and it looks like it's stars and stripes. Oh, yeah, that well, that guy's Alex Jones. And it's like, motherfucker didn't even read my post. You know, it wasn't even just like, hey, you know, I'm having this cool dude on my channel. I'm going to get to know him and we're going to talk about his channel and robots and and hockey masks and all all this other stuff. But no, it's just like you just see the image and just jump to have that reaction. I don't know if you know what I do for a living or not. I usually don't tell it out right now. But unfortunately, I work in politics now in a way and in my office is like a smaller version of this. I've got figures lined up behind me. I've got some statues and stuff. And I've had people come in my office and go, oh, that's pretty cool. I love all that stuff. Why do you have that in here? I said, because I would rather talk about these than what I do for a living. Yeah. And they love it. And, and my coworkers love it too. I mean, they, they always get tickled because I'm, it today was Friday, it's casual Friday. This is how I come to work. You know, they know I'm a big nerd and it's just, ah. it's one of those things. That's, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I tell you, Jason, this this has been an absolute blast um, uh, getting to know you and talking about your channel and all of that. Um, you know, as, as we as we get 
closer to uh wrapping up um you want to talk about what's uh what's been going on with uh with your channel recently you know maybe uh, uh point folks in the direction of uh, uh some of your recent videos and talk about some of the cool stuff you got going on well i'm hoping to catch up on a lot of videos because where i worked especially with the election year i was really busy work related october of course november in December, wrapping everything's up. January's kind of slowing down. We're between elections. I have a chance now to kind of catch up on my channel, maybe start doing my live shows again. I do live shows with my friends, fellow YouTubers, where we just shoot to shit like this. But there's yeah. like sometimes anywhere between eight and 10 of us. And Rodimus is one of them. We can go on for four hours just rambling and rambling. We usually get a pretty good crowd in the chat too. So it's very interactive that way. Like I said, I've got all these brand new figures to review. I've got some more G1 reviews coming up. I do pretty much everything Transformer related because I've kind of been typecast in a way that that's what people watch from me. As much as I collect all these other figures, it's funny. I can do this G1 Chrome Dome review and have a thousand views in an hour. I mean, it just happens with the G1. Yeah, yeah. Do a Robocop NECA review. I may get 50 in a week. Yeah. But I've got a lot of these coming up. I want to do the live shows again. I uh, do the Toy Hacks videos. I got a lot of stuff for Toy Hacks coming in. Um, what's cool with these figures now is I am the buyer for Toy Hacks. So Toy Hacks is getting this guy. So I'll have one to review. So by having these two with me right now, I can take one out of the box and play with him and then have a box to show off. And ah, and I like that. So I, I kind of know what's coming down Toy Hacks' pipe ahead of time. And if you are a Toy Hacks fan, don't forget to use my promo code PATRIOT at checkout for 15% off. What else do I got coming up? Absolutely. So you you had mentioned um, you had mentioned your partnership with Toy Hacks, and and again, don't for, don't forget to use that that promo code at checkout. Get that fifteen percent off. Um, what how how's that partnership come to come to be? How'd you get to how'd you get involved with Toy Hacks? They reached out to me. I was always looking for stuff. Like I said earlier, I was trying to look for stuff that nobody else was doing. I got to getting Toy Hacks decals, and I thought. This will be fun to do before and after videos. And so I was just doing it as I'm doing now. You may have seen some of them mm -hmm. as I was doing in the beginning. And then they just reached out to me one day. Hey, you do great with these videos. Of course, as everything I've gotten, if you look at my older stuff to my newer stuff, you just get better and better with this. That's why I like with the YouTube. You're always learning. Yeah. And they just reached out to me and I try to get their decals, sell their decals for them. I supply the figures for them. I like to promote their things. I just did their Holiday Optimus Prime decal set, which is fantastic. And to me, Toy Hacks is like to applying those decals is my zen, man. I get up here, I got my bifocals I put on. I have my complete Toy Hacks tweezer set there to get stuff going. Oh, nice. Because I have I people that. comments, I don't see how you do that. My hands shake. And I was like, man, I, I don't. I just relax. I usually have my 80s on 8 playing. That's a great channel, by the way. Yeah, I, anything uh, 80s. Yeah, I can tell by this show, we're, we're 80s guys.
Now, if you've listened to any of my interview shows, you'll know that I close out the show with asking my guest if there is any advice that they would like to share for folks pursuing their creative interests. I've asked this question numerous times to artists, writers, podcasters, musicians, content creators, you name it, um, authors, uh, comic book artists, the, those are all shades of the same thing. You get the idea. But I am always grateful for their wisdom. But before we close out with Jason's answer, I want to share a couple quick programming notes. Next week, I'm going to release a bonus episode here on the Mike Seibert radio feed of the podcast that includes more of my conversation with uh, uh, with Jason Morgan, Patriot Prime. We had a terrific conversation about the Friday the 13th franchise, seeing as how it was the night of Friday the 13th. And, and we're going to kind of get into uh, the Venn diagram of Friday the 13th fans and Transformers fans. There's, uh, there's a surprising amount of commonality there. We're going to dig into some of that, as well as some extra goodies that didn't quite fit in within the narrative context of this particular podcast episode. Plus, I'm going to talk a little more about the upcoming launch of Two Mics, Two Furious, a new Transformers animated discussion podcast I'm going to be doing with Michael Andrews. It's finally happening after almost four years. Um, but uh, back to Patriot Prime, I do want to let you know and remind you that if you want to watch the video and experience my conversation with Patriot Prime as it originally streamed live and unfiltered and unedited, you can check out that video over there on my YouTube page. But for now, to close us out on a high note for this episode, here's Jason Morgan, host of Patriot Prime Reviews, with his advice for people who want to follow their creative dreams. I would say if you want to do it, just do it because you never know. You could take off. You could have to put a lot of work into it. I've been doing this for five years. I'm getting uh, close to 15,000 subscribers, which is still in a way small potatoes compared to some of these other YouTubers. But it, it's working for me. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I've met great people doing it. Uh, and uh, But you have to put in the work. You have to... Be creative. If if this is something you want to do, just go for it. You're going to get the negative comments. You're going to get the criticisms. And most of them are good. I mean, some of the best criticism I, I got was one, like I said earlier, nobody cares really about the figure. They're watching it for you. So don't be held back. Like, I don't want to review this figure because this guy's done it. Do it anyway. And then another one, you want to make sure that you stand out. Think of things. What can I do to make myself different than somebody else? Like with Patriot Prime, mine was I always had the hat. I always had the Patriot Prime shirt, and I ended every one with the hoo -ah. Of course, my hat's changed. I went from my veteran's hat to my Patriot Prime hat, so I've got, I've got that gimmick going on. Mm -hmm. uh, thumbnails was always a thing. Somebody told me once, is you want to make a thumbnail that focuses on what you're talking about and not as much you. Because uh, when I started, I had the Optimus Prime with the American flag. He was like the, the big image, while what I was reviewing was in the corner. So if you look now, I have that flag wave with the figures, alt mode, and um, what else? This is it. Just, just go for it. You're going to run into bumps. You're going to run into roadblocks. Back up. Take another route. That, that's about it. Well, as I said, Jason, this, this was uh, this was an absolute blast. It, it was it was a pleasure meeting you. 
it was uh it was great kicking it we will have to do something like this again sometime oh without uh, a doubt <laughs> yeah i mean wh whether whether it's my show your show um you would definitely love to kick it with you but it is it is getting later in the evening and i think our our time runs out if folks wanted to check out patriot prime on uh on youtube and on the internet and where can we find you on the internet and how can we interact with you on social medias uh, it's just patriot prime reviews i'm on youtube of course my main channel patriot prime reviews i have a facebook page patriot prime reviews instagram page patriot prime reviews and ugh, twitter patriot prime reviews <laughs> <laughs> i i love it um any uh parting thoughts words of wisdom a anything we haven't covered yet hey don't judge a book by the cover there it is there, you go. there it is but with that that will wrap things up for this episode thank you so much for listening for hanging out with us if you want to listen to my podcast mike cybert radio you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher google podcast spotify tune in or wherever the hell else you listen to your podcast <laughs> like share rate and review the show let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future for my guest patriot prime my name is Mike. This has been Mike Cybert Radio. And until next time, tell all or one, make good choices. Hoo-ah! Mike Cybert Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, including her groovy new single, Habitable Planets. Check out her Instagram at Lucia underscore Fasano. Our closing theme is A Nice Place to Visit by These Young Fools, used with permission from Michael Geisler. Check out Michael's website, bytormusic.com. Special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He's at GoGoAndyRobo out on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can follow me on social media at MikeCybertRadio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos and subscribe so you never miss a show. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. 